Busy Stokes Senior Pastor, First Lady Jennifer Stokes. But we ask this morning, whoever got put in the, on this pulpit this morning, may God just move the spirit. Because always remember, it's not about us, it's all about hell. And remember the old folks used to say, isn't God good? Guess what, I'm going to speak your name. God is good. You got to know for yourself. that God will bless to your houses this morning, that we'll just let the Lord use us this morning to minister to you guys, minister to ourselves, because without God, we are nothing. And I am so grateful to be standing here this morning. You better know it for yourself. I can't stop your praise. And you can't stop my praise for God. But you good. You too good to us to sit on your praise. So you better praise Him. Because the morning promised to neither one of us. And I'm going to praise him to the day I go. And I'm praising God this week. So I'm going to
important that we all stay in prayer, do what we can for one another, but at the same time, take care of ourselves. Amen. Thank you for your, your giving. Thank you for your support of the ministry. There are many ways to give thanks, either by uh, tithes, PayPal, or drop off your tithes at the church until 11.30 a.m. today. We have today a preacher, a preacher in, in Holy Cross or throughout the city of Philadelphia, perhaps the whole state of Pennsylvania. You know who we're talking about. The preacher that's coming before us today is the man to love, is the man who does all that God has called him to do, but most of all, he loves the Lord. He loves the Lord and the man who preached. He hails from, uh, I'm going to say North Philadelphia, but I know that's not right. <laughs> but West Philadelphia? Right, initially. Right, I'm sorry. But his church is not even from in North Philadelphia. And once we've had the choir sing, you're going to hear from Reverend Dr. Renwick. I pray that as you listen and as you hear, that you take in what he is saying, what the Lord has given him. Again, Reverend Dr. Ephraim from Mount Ephraim. Reverend Dr. Rimmer from Mount Ephraim. Back this the next time. Amen.
Let the church say amen. Amen. Church say amen again. Amen. One more time.
verses 1 through 12. Ezekiel chapter 47, verses 1 through 12. And the rule of thought is if you read a long scripture, you don't have to preach a long sermon. Amen. Amen. Reads as such. Afterward, he brought me again unto the door of the house. Behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east. The waters came down from under the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then brought, me, then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looked eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits. He brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. Again, he measured a thousand and he brought me through the waters. And the waters were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand. He brought me through the waters. And the waters were through the, to the loins. Afterward, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen waters to swim in, a river that cannot be passed over. And he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other. Then said he unto me, These waters issued out toward the east country, and go down into the desert, and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever the river shall come, shall live. There shall be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed, and everything shall live whether the river cometh. And it shall come to pass that the fishers shall stand up, shall stand upon it from Engedi even unto Engalim, or Engalim. They shall be a place to spread forth nets. Their fish shall be according to their kinds, as the fish of the great sea exceedingly many. But the miry places thereof and the marshes thereof shall not be healed. It shall be given to salt. And by the river upon the bank thereof, on this side and on that side, shall grow all trees for me, whose leaf shall not fade, neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. Shall bring forth new fruit according to his months, because their waters they issued out of the sanctuary, and the fruit thereof 
shall be for meat, and the leaf thereof for medicine. It is the word of God. You may be seated in the presence of the living God. I want to preach for just a few moments on this subject, the running river of renewal. All right. The running river of renewal. Story is too that in this football season, y'all, I can't help it. Story is too that during a Monday night football game between the Chicago Bears and the New York Giants, one of the one of the announcers observed that Walter Payton, the Bears running back at that time, had accumulated over nine miles in career rushing yardage. The other announcer remarked, yeah, that's with someone knocking him down every 4.6 yards. Walter Payton, the most successful running back ever, knew that everyone, even the best, gets knocked down. The key to success is to get up and run again just as hard. If you've come to this service under the impression that you will be blessed to go through, you will be blessed and that will happen all the rest of your life, that there will be no ins and outs, no downs, no moments of tears. If you come with that understanding that your life will be without being tempted, tormented, touched, tried, or tackled, then you have another thing coming. As long as you're running for Jesus, there will be bursts, in fact, short bursts, but please understand, you will get knocked down. As for Walter Payton, <laughs> so it is for the believer, but slightly different, that the key to our success is when we turn it over to God. Come on, come on. The key to our success is when we get back up, not by our own power, but by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, Not only do we get back up, we get back up running just as hard, and if not harder, than we ran before. Come on, come on. If one door closes, get back up. If you lose your job, get back up. If COVID-19 strikes, get back up. In your trials, in your tribulations, get back up. Come on, preach. Get back up. Get back up. And I wonder, I wonder if there's anyone here today that recognizes that your strength to get back up in the face of opposition is inextricably connected 
to the immutable, infallible, and unfathomable power of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, go ahead. We, 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 we fall, we fall because we are fallible, faulty, and finite. Uh -huh. Oh, but the Holy Ghost, come on, come on. the Holy Ghost never falls yes, because the Holy Ghost is infallible, intact, and infinite. Uh-huh. So then, if, if service is to renew us, hear me now, we have to stop attempting to run the service, uh -oh. let the Spirit run the service. Because the Spirit runs, and unlike Walter Payton or you or I, the Spirit cannot be knocked down. Yes, sir. There is, there is a river. There's, there's a river. There's a river that is running, and 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 that river cannot be knocked down. It's in the text. It's in the text. That that river, in fact, that river is running wild. That that river is running out of the temple. It it is running. It is the running river of renewal. And and I would just pause to say that if you want to get renewed, refreshed, and restored. You better get in the way of that river. Come on, come on. Yeah, yeah there, there's a river. There's a river that's running. It's, it's the running river of renewal. And after we've been beat down because of this endemic and pandemic and epidemic, it, after we've been beat down because we're experiencing a viral pandemic, hundreds of 100,000s of people have died. And many of us have even felt the impact. We're... We're in a, in a national racial epidemic. Uh -huh. If you don't believe me, just watch the verdict this week on Kyle Rittenhouse and see how privilege, ignorant privileges, continues to prevail. There, there is the national racial epidemic. And, and, and if that would have been my son, shooting three people and killing two of them at a KKK protest, I highly doubt that my son would have gotten water, a ride home, and then been allowed to cry crocodile tears, tears in a courtroom, and catch the compassion of a judge. We're, we're in a political endemic. We're in a political endemic. And I'm finally at the point. Can I keep it real? I'm at the point where I don't trust Republicans or Democrats. I trust God and God alone. Because he's sovereign and he can do whatever he wants to do when he wants to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. In God I trust. Yes, sir. I came here today to tell you that there is a river that is running. There is a river that is flowing. That there is a river that is springing up from the wells of dysfunction and it is transformational. No pandemic, no epidemic, no endemic can stop this running river of renewal. God's spirit has the capacity to revive, restore, refresh, and renew yes, even in the midst of chaos. Yes, <laughs> and grandma renew it. Grandmama knew it, 
it, she, she knew it, I know that she knew it, she knew it. Because grandmama would say, this joy I had. Say so. <laughs> the world didn't give it to me. And since the world didn't give it to me, come on, y'all gonna help me preach this morning. Since, since the world didn't give it to me, the world can't take it away. As a matter of fact, this song I sang, you know, this means war. This song I sang, the world didn't give it to me. And since the world didn't give it to me, the world can't take it away. And I wish I had two or three people up in here, up in here, that says, even though all hell has broken out in my life, I'll still praise him. Even though I have no bread in my pocket, no bread on the table, I'm going to still praise him. Even though I catch the bus, catch Uber, ain't got no car, I'm going to still praise him because my God has a cattle on a thousand hills. And if the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein, God has the capacity to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Is that it ain't you. 
<laughs> it's, it's obvious that it ain't you that kept you in your right mind. It's, it's obvious that it ain't you that enabled you to rebound when you were hooked on drugs. It's obvious that it ain't you whenever you was around being decadent, indecent, and out of order. It's obvious that wasn't you that, that turned you around and placed your feet on solid ground. Has anybody come in contact with that running river that is coming out of the temple? I thank God for this text this morning because this text requires us to take an examination not only of ourselves, but also to take an examination of the running river that is coming out of the temple. This text this morning calls for us to raise the question, whose house is that temple? Who, whose house? And I almost feel like Run DMC up in here, up in here. Whose house? God's house. That, that, that temple in the text is a depiction of God's house. It, it's, it's the temple. This is the temple with all of its glories. It's, it's the temple that houses the Shekinah glory of the Almighty God Himself. It's it's the temple where people would go to pray, where people would go to bring their children to be dedicated. It's, it's the temple where they would offer up their sacrifices. It's the temple when they would walk into the temple, see the showbread on the right, the seven golden candlesticks on the left, the altar of incense in front of them. And in the Holy of Holies, they would see the Ark of the Covenant where the Shekinah glory of God would illuminate through the place. It's the temple. And there are some times that we've got to get back to the temple. We've got to get back to reminding ourselves that when we walk through the temple on the right, Jesus is the bread of life. When we walk through the temple and look on the left, Jesus is the light of the world. When we look at the altar of incense, we are ought to be reminded that Jesus' light was a, a, an aroma that was pleasing to the nostrils of Almighty God. When we get into the Holy of Holies, we've got to be reminded that Jesus is our high priest. And he has shed his blood on the altar of Calvary so that you and I could catch a glimpse and a hold of a ripping raw water that is not only renewing, but is running wild. It's, it's, it's the temple in the text. It's the temple in the text, but I thank God for what the temple symbolizes. The temple symbolizes the new temple. You, you do know that there is a new temple you, you do know that Paul in Corinthians said, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? This, this temple now depicts our temple that out of us should be a river of running water. In other words, the Holy Spirit should be running through us so that we can be transformational, not just in our homes, but in our communities, in our city, in our state, in this nation, and in the world. And if the church is going to take back this world, we have got to stop allowing them to deconstruct the biblical text and tell us that right is wrong and wrong is right. We've got to reconstruct what they deconstructed and tell them that it's still wrong. Whether or not you're sleeping around and ho-hopping around, yes, that's still wrong. It's still wrong. It's still wrong. Whether or not you lie or cheat, it's still wrong. Homosexuality is still wrong because at last I checked, the Bible said that, that the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. They will not say amen. They will look at you like you're crazy. All I'm trying to say is sin is wrong. And I ain't mad at nobody because Paul never said, y'all have sinned. Paul 
homosexual, you must be, got to be born again. Come on. Come on. Because all of us was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. There's a river, and the river that's flowing out of the temple cannot bend, mold, or fold because of society's push to change you. They will look at you like you are crazy. I got it right there. It's, it's right there. There's, there, there, there's, there's a river. There, there, there's, there's a river. There's a river that is running wild. And the river in the text, it was amazing because the, the river in the text almost looked like a song that grandmama sang. Grandmama said, I looked at my feet and they looked new. I, when, when you look at this river, he said, the first thing he noticed when I first stepped up in it, the river was to my ankles. It, when, when I looked at my feet, my, in other words, the river is now causing me to go in places that I've never gone before and to leave places that I used to go to. The river is now changing my direction, it's changing my walk, it's changing my talk, it's changing my lifestyle, it's changing me the way I go. And let me tell you something, that all of us need to be changed. That's why the Bible says that you shall be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. But when the Holy Spirit hits you, Come on. yeah, somehow change happens right now. Did anybody in here been changed? Uh, matter of fact, Grandma said, I know I've been changed. The angels in heaven done sign my name. I, yeah, I, I, I'm different. I'm, I'm, I'm different. I'm not what I used to be. I don't do the things I used to do. Why? Because I'm a temple, and out of the temple is running the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit guides my walk. It guides my talk so that I don't say the same things that I used to say. I don't curse like a seller no more. They will not say. I, got, I don't know why I'm thinking I got a static in here. I, I, I don't. I just don't. I don't because the river got me walking in some new places. I'm, I'm loving folks that hate me. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm trusting I'm trusting in God along the way. I'm, I'm doing things that I've never done. I'm saying I forgive you even when you don't ask for forgiveness. I'm, I'm loving Anybody walking in places when folks have done you wrong, they think that you should be upset, then they ask you, how you doing? And you tell them, well, I've never had a bad day. Because one monkey don't stop no show. Water up to the ankle, that, that river that of renewal will have you walking in places that you never walked before. The songwriter says, and he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me that I'm his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has never known. He walks with me. The river is the river of renewal. It's, it's this river that is flowing out of the new temple. Men, women, boys, and girls that have made Jesus Christ Lord over their lives. That, that river that's flowing out of you, that Holy Spirit that's flowing out of you is not only transforming you, but it's transforming the place around you. People don't even want to curse around you no more, say some things around you no more, because they know that there is a river that's flowing out of the temple, and you are that temple. 
the river that's flowing. But 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 not only not only not only is the river changing your walk, but 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 he said I got back in and the water was up to my knees. <laughs> and, and 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 that indicates to me that the river has transformed our prayer life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, Paul, Paul, Paul says we ought to pray without ceasing. In other words, we ought to have a prayerful spirit. That that river has renewed my prayer life. In other words, when you're talking about me, I don't got to talk back about you. All I got to do is go to the Lord in prayer. All, all I got to do is lay it's your all on the altar of sacrifice. All I got to do is place it all on the altar of sacrifice. Tell God about it. I had a little talk with Jesus. And just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. There are things in our life that when we talk to Jesus about it, if you don't change the situation, he'll change us. He'll change us because we are down on our knees. This river river of renewal will have us on our knees. And I'm telling you that things change when you get on your knees. You wouldn't have been on your church if it hadn't been for your family down on their knees or somebody on their knees. Somebody said, somebody prayed for me, had happy on their mind, took the time to pray for me. That somebody prayed for us. And praying is an essential key to this journey we call life. Somebody ought to pray. And I, I can give you some examples when you ought to pray. When you're having an argument with your spouse, you ought to pray. When your child is going crazy, you ought to pray. When, when church doesn't seem like this church, you ought to pray. When you got problems in your life, you ought to pray because God still answers prayer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know I'm right about that. I know I'm on good ground that God still answers prayer. And I wonder, do I have any folks that will testify, not test alive, but testify that prayer still works? Prayer still works. Still works. Still works. We we are the temple that ought to be walking different. We are all the temple that ought to be praying different. But but I like what the text says. The text says that I got in there again, and it was up to my loins. Yeah, it got all the way up to my loins. It, it it gave me the kind of interpretation. Can I use some Julius Roman theology? <laughs> Amen. It gave me the interpretation that when something reaches your loins, it's almost all up on you. It, it's all in you. It's, it's just all in you. And sometimes when you get caught by the Holy Ghost, that, that it will just take over. They said all of a sudden you couldn't even cross the river. It was a river that couldn't be crossed. And all I can think about is since I gave my life to Jesus, there's no crossing back over to the other side. There's no crossing back. There's no turning back because he's mine and I'm his. Every time we turn our lives over to Jesus, the spirit keeps you. Oh, I would have told them off, but the spirit kept me. I almost slapped the crack out of them, but the spirit kept me. I, I almost said some things that I shouldn't have said, but the spirit kept me. I almost walked out of my marriage, but the spirit kept me. Why? Because it got all up inside of me, and I can look beyond people's faults. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's a keeping spirit that can't be crossed. Matter of fact, there's no turning back. No, no turning back. That, that river, that river that flows out of the temple shows the world that once 
I'm in Christ, I don't turn back. Who can separate us from the love of God? You, you know there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. That river cannot be crossed over. What saved always saved. Yeah, I'm not talking about lip service. I'm talking about showing up without a doubt, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, five baptized, saved believers will not ever, ever, never, ever, ever, ever turn back. And no matter the attack, I won't turn back. There's a running river. There's a running river. There's a running river. It's to the ankles, it's to the knees, and it's to the loins, and then it's incrossable. Those are three items on there. But I'm done. I'm done. I just want to lighten it to the trichotomy of God Almighty Himself. I, that, that river, that river will remind you of who God is. That river will remind you of the Trinitarian God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. God God the Father who created it, God the Son who saved it, and God the Holy Spirit who sustains it. And I'm telling you, if you want to get the power of this running river, you got to catch hold of the Trinitarian God that created you, that saved you, that kept you, and is keeping you. And the only reason why I haven't lost my mind is because he's keeping me. 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 All I got to do is walk different, pray different, give my whole life to Christ, and he'll keep me. And is anybody up in here a kept Christian? I, I've seen some kept women. I mean, they were sharp. Their hair and nails were done. They had on the finest outfit. They looked good. They were kept. But it was only temporary. But I know a God who is a keeping God. And you're always kept. My hair might be messed up. My nails might not be done. I might not have a good clothes or outfit on. But he keeps me. Keeps me in my right mind. He keeps me my mind stayed on him. He keeps me singing when I should be crying. He keeps me running when I should be walking. And walking when I should be running. He keeps me. And if anybody up in here, up in here, has been kept by God, you ought to give him some praise. Praise him because the Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should have kept against me, in this will I be confident. What thing have I desired of the Lord? And that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. He keeps me. He keeps me. He, he keeps me. He keeps me. He keeps me. Isaiah said, yeah, yeah, he does keep me. He does keep me. To whom then will he liken unto me? Or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high. And behold who co-created these things. That called them all by number. He called them by name, by the power of his might. For that he is strong in power. Not one failing. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speaketh, O Israel? My way is hid from the Lord. And my judgment is passed over from my God. Has thou not heard? Has thou not known that the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, 
shout right there. Because only you know how low down you've been. Only you know how rotten you've been in life. Only you know the things that you said that you shouldn't have said. And in spite of that, God looked beyond your faults, saw your needs, and put a running river of the Holy Ghost in you. And sometimes you just ought to shout like you got the Holy Ghost. about you. You can just handle them in the, in the way that God would have you to handle them. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood or against, against principalities. We wrestle against principalities and against rulers of the high places and darkness of wicked places. In other words, you ain't fighting man, your old woman. You're fighting a different realm. And since you're fighting a different realm, you might as well walk different. Get on your knees and pray. Let God cover you He'll fight your battles, and when he fights your battles, because though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations. God has a river of renewal running through each and every one of us, and it's great to be renewed. And so we might as well go on and just get renewed. Yes, sir. Because they took my Jesus. I, I might as well go there since I'm a Baptist preacher. They, they took my Jesus. They placed him on a cruel cross. They stretched him wide. They pulled him high. His head fell into the locks of his shoulders. The shiny stars was disconnected from their silvery sockets. He died, I tell you. He died. They placed him in a borrowed tomb. He stayed there all night Friday. Stayed there all night Saturday. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his head. So I see the lightning flashing and I've heard the thunder roll. I felt some breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. But I heard the voice of Jesus telling me still to fight on. He promised never to leave me. Never to leave me alone. The river of renewal is running through you. God bless you. We're going to take a moment and open the doors of the church. There may be someone here today that you never thought of yourself as a temple of God. Well, here's your opportunity that if you give your life to Christ, God will create you, make you his temple that will house the Holy Spirit. This is your moment. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. doesn't matter what folks know about you who are here at the church or outside of the church. It doesn't matter because all things become new whenever they place their hands in Jesus Christ. You can come as a candidate for baptism. You can come in your own Christian experience, or you can come in restoration. But the important thing is that you come. Is there one? Is there one? Allow God to transform the temple that he has created to the temple that he has created in his image.
which is you, and then enable you by the power of his Holy Spirit that it might run rampant through this city, through this community, through this state, through this nation. Is there one? Amen. We've been obedient. Let that river run out of you on tomorrow, even after we walk out of church, so that people might see that you are God's creation, that he has made you a temple, and that out of you flows the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit flows out, it is a contagious spirit that other folks will begin to catch it. And they'll start acting different simply because you allowed the river of the Holy Ghost to run out, out of you. Their walks will change, their prayer life will change, and their whole life will be submerged and emerge in the Holy Spirit because of you. Don't you know some folks say, I see something different about you. What is it about you? The reason why they say that to you is because the Holy Spirit is running out of you. God bless you. Just give them an air hug. Tell them that you love them. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. 